Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 250 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the homey creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio, where you will also find a link to today's special guests. Guestesses, that's plural with an S. Two people, a couple, Lori and Danny Robinson. Welcome, Lori and Danny. Yay. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Happy to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking, like, this is going to be so fun because I just want to have these two on because they're a truly magical couple. Like, that's, that's what it's about for me. You're, like, a very inspiring pagan couple. And I thought... That Talking about hearth and home and the heart of the home, like, let's talk about that, right? <laughs> oh, thank um, you. Yeah, but then I was thinking, you know, and then, and then there's no business to promote. That's weird. I'm always promoting the person's business. And then, um, but no. No. <laughs> there's always a catch, right? You have a podcast. So we will talk about that, too, um, which is why you sound so good right now. You're on a microphone. That's right. Okay, so let's tell people about... Who you are, first and foremost, do you consider yourself pagans? As pagans, I was going to say, but as magical people at the very least. Yeah, I mean, we're, I consider us pagans. Um, it's more, I, I really focus on that umbrella term because we don't follow any tradition specifically. It's really kind of a build your own thing with mm -hmm. us. So it's like we when we first started off looking into it and doing the research, it's like I like all of what Wicca has to offer, but I like all of what, you know, other people have to offer, too. And it's like, let's just go by the seat of our pants, figure it out together. And we just kind of built it up that way. Not to say that we're masters of any craft or anything, but <laughs> I mean, we're I don't know. We just have fun doing what we do as a couple individually mm -hmm. yeah i love that you were like well we love this but then we also love that it's like a smorgasbord <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely yeah that's a good way to look at it that's a good way i'm definitely a cherry picker of different i don't even know if you'd call them traditions just thoughts you know and i like how they all come together there seems to be a meeting point at the heart of a lot of different philosophies and and that's usually the place where that resonates with me and that's what makes, you know, looking up new people, new podcasters and just people on YouTube and all over trying to find people who have different ideas separate from what you think. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, evolving that, you know, experience is really interesting to me. Yeah. How long have you guys been together? We have been together now for 11 years. We've 11 been married years. for eight years. Yes. We met together um, at work. <laughs> Uh, we passed uh, um, post-it notes back and forth. 
to actually meet because we, we worked on separate shifts and we worked on the same computer and uh, it's, it's it's a story. Oh my god, that's so cute. Tell, tell us <laughs> tell us the story. Tell us the story. So we, we we worked on the same computer during separate shifts, right? So we we did like um, Photoshop type work, and um, Lori had pictures of her niece on the computer. And so I would, on my breaks, sketch out her niece on a post-it note, and I'd stick it up there just because it's fun, and I like to sketch. Well, then she would start sketching little notes and stuff back, and then it kind of went like that for a while. Well, then she went to a different computer, and then I'm like, well, I'm not moving to a different computer either, but all of a sudden, all my stuff was gone. So then I had to hunt down which computer she moved to on first shift, (laughs) and then... um, Later on, I sent her this big, long post-it note of, uh, you know, how she could get a hold of me online, that we should hang out, and it just kind of went from there. Wow. In Hollywood, that's called a meet-cute. Like that, that's, a, that's a screenplay right there. <laughs> that's such a great story. And I love that I just saw your Hedwig, your Hedwig sketch that you sketched on a napkin as a thank you to someone uh, I do that all the time for um, this little restaurant that's down the road from us. And they have this pile that's maybe two inches thick of napkins that I've sketched out for them throughout the past three, four years or so that we've been going there. And it's so funny. They they don't speak very well English, but they tend to um, – they'll keep them and they'll come by and say, you, you do great work. And it's <laughs> so much fun. They're so great. You really do. You're talented. Can I, too, this is probably very weird. I'm going to make everybody listening uncomfortable right now. I'm in love with you guys as a couple. I just love, <laughs> I just love you so much. <laughs> we, we actually get that a lot. <laughs> oh, it's so, that's why I wanted to have you on, because there is so much joy in your relationship, and you can tell that you guys are having fun in life that you like love life. And then that just comes through in your relationship. It comes through in your magic. It comes through in your art. It comes through in everything you do. And you seem to really like each other quite a lot. So I'm like, this is just, I need to share these people with my people because it's so inspiring to see. I also think that men get a bad rap in our society. And so I really appreciate seeing like a heart centered man who is just lovely and wonderful. Lori is absolutely wonderful too, but I want to give <laughs> I want to give props to Danny because it's it's exciting to see that and to, to see it on display. You know, part of the way I grew up, my my parents split when I was in my teens. And ever since my parents split, I lived mostly with my mom. And she would always say, "When you grow up, never do this. When you grow up, never do that." So I kind of built this like I'm going to defy the typical guy in air quotes, you know, of this, this stereotypical jerk dude. And I, I don't like those guys. I want to be different. (laughs) I want to be, you know, true to my heart. And I want to, you know, show Lori all of my love, not just, you know, the, what a typical guy would do. You know, I don't care about hanging out with friends or going out drinking. I prefer Lori's my best friend. I prefer going out spending all my time with her and, you know, just 
when it's when it's me and her in the grocery store, I don't know of any anyone else. There's no one else there. We goof around. We you know make farty noises. It's just <laughs> we have fun. You know, all all the time having fun. That is so sweet. And you're very social too. I will say you're not like a couple of shut ins. It's not like a world of two. Although you have that, but like you, I know you because you're in. Um, our Facebook group and, and you're very social and you interact with everybody and stuff. So I want to put that out there. And I also think there are more men like you out there. They just don't get the credit. They don't get what they don't get is the screen time. You know, they're, yeah. or they don't get the um, attention and the appreciation. So I think it sends this message to men that you have to be tough and you have to be cool and you have to be this and you have to be that. And, and, um, so I think the more men that we push forward like you and be like, but no, this I think that's who men really are. And then they have these like masks and armors all built around them based on what we tell them they should be. I see it a lot in the witchy community how, um, you know, there's there's a, a lot of female people in the group and not not just your group, but in the community as a whole. And I think that kind of deters the men away, the men who are trying to be manly men. Totally. But there's nothing wrong with, you know, expressing both femininity and masculinity within, you know, spirituality as a whole. And that's part of what what I was experimenting with, really not, not you know, I don't know, just, just as myself, you know, to be to be the the duality within myself and I don't know it, it's just expanding my spirituality that way yep I have met so many men doing what I do um that say what you just said <laughs> basically <laughs> I just met one last night Wyatt commented on a video of mine and he was asking about the queen because I was talking about the queen archetype and he's like well what about men and the way he phrased it was something about like straight men who want to be attractive to, to you know to women but like also are intrigued by the queen and I hear that about men that are intrigued by the goddess and uh it's an interesting point it's an interesting point because I feel yeah. What? Hey, why aren't you talking about this, Danny? Like, <laughs> let's put, let's put some men out there. There are some great men, by the way. But yes, they, they are buried in a sea of women. <laughs> you know, there's there's no harm as a masculine guy to say I feel my inner queen. <laughs> I put on I put on my princess cap every now and then. <laughs> uh, what do you have to say about all this, Lori? <laughs> Uh, Danny, Danny's an awesome guy. He's, he's so loving and yeah. <laughs> what about your home? I'm interested in how you guys, I, I mean, I just know from hanging out with you online, what you're up to, but I don't think the listeners do like, how do you incorporate magic I know, into your relationship and into your home? How do you set the tone for a magical life as a couple? Well, we set up a spiritual room in our home that is very centered towards any magic that we do in the house. Not that that's the only place, obviously, but it's kind of the central point. When we want to have that, you know, getting in the right mindset feeling, that's where we go. And it's, you know, full of we're we're always burning incense in there. We burn sage in there a lot. So as soon as you open that door, you can smell it in the air. It's like smell oh, the magic. You can smell the magic. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely it. But um, 
we also will will go around and, and put incense around the house and um, you know really taking taking the magic out of that room and filling the house with it but it, it's that room is the center point of anything magical going on I love that I love when people get to have a whole witchy room a lot of people aren't quite that lucky if they have kids or whatnot but uh yeah, we we didn't have any kids. We're not planning on having any kids, so we are happy to have a little room that's dedicated towards <laughs> what we want to do spiritually. Your magic is your baby. Absolutely. <laughs> it's such a creative thing, so maybe that's fitting. I love, too, how you access spirit through the senses, right? You're talking about incense smoke and how you feel it right when you walk in. That's one of the things I love about magic is we acknowledge that we are nature, our bodies are nature and our senses are how we like connect with soul, spirit, God, goddess, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I, I like it, If you're not in that right mindset, nothing really happens. You're, you can't get yourself in that, that mood to do any magical things or, you know, be able to communicate quite as sharply as you'd like to. What I really would love to do is rent a or um, buy out like a, a whole lot, like a foresty lot, and just have all my spiritual stuff out out in the wilderness somewhere. <laughs> that's a that's just a dream. Yeah, that would be so <laughs> right fun. now. That's a good like, dream. Yeah, that's a good dream. That's that's something to put some magic toward making happen. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I love watching. Um, tiny house videos that are like these little cabins in the woods, but people will get, they'll get like two acres of property and then there'll be like a little like hobbit shack in the middle of it. <laughs> We've talked about doing that out in uh, Washington. Washington. Yeah. yeah. That's like our, uh, our dream location. Yeah. We go out there once a year. It's just the Pacific Northwest is beautiful. Uh. Beautiful, beautiful out there. This is the reason why I have watched Twilight 10 million times. Because That's why we went out there. Sometimes I just want to be in that forest. I'm not going to say that I don't think Edward Cullen is hot because I do. But really, I'm there for the trees. I'm there for the green. I just can't. And just maybe, just maybe you'll get bit by a vampire. <laughs> maybe a sparkly one. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that brings me around to an interesting point, too. You guys are such, in addition to being so into magic and nature and love and joy and all of that, you guys... Really, I see this come through a lot in your love of pop culture, which I completely relate to. Um, super into music, rock and roll, go, always going to a concert. And obviously, if you're drawing Hedwig or painting Hedwig like you did, Lori, that was so cute. If people don't know, I'm so sorry if you don't know. Hedwig is Harry Potter's <laughs> owl. <laughs> if you don't know who Hedwig is, you're missing out. You're so out but um yeah so well the lady the lady that taught the class didn't know who hedwig was oh <laughs> no, really that's disappointing <laughs> so that's that must be something that you guys bonded over oh yeah and that's that's part of our relationship too is that we when we first got together it wasn't about changing who we were to fit our ideal 
partner. It was about merging what we each individually liked into our relationship. So it was like, you know, she was really into NSYNC. Just, so I would, Justin Timberlake. I would go and I would, you know, <laughs> listen to all of NSYNC and I'd get to know who Justin Timberlake was, who I didn't really understand before I met her. <laughs> you know, I was really into video games and I wanted to have this video game room and she let me express that and she's joining in in my video game podcast and you know everything else that we got going on. It's we're we're nerds. We're geeks. It's awesome. <laughs> Nerds are the nerds are the best. Nerds are the <laughs> best people, man. Witchy nerds, even better. That's how I see it. Um, yeah. Well, I have to say, don't hate me for this, but I do not like video games. I don't play video games, um, but I know a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people do, and that is what you guys talk about on your podcast. So we should tell people about that. Yeah. So uh, I host a video game podcast. It's Zap Night. Uh, you can find it at zapnight.com, pretty much everything we got going on there. We play one video game a month where we just take it all the way through and experience what the video game has to offer and uh, talk about it afterwards. We actually just started up a uh, movie podcast that Lori's helping me host, and uh, we go to a brand new movie, and we sit down afterwards and just talk about what we think and what we hate and what we don't hate, and it's a lot of fun. So that's a separate podcast? It's a separate podcast under the same um, umbrella Zap Night website. So it's Zap Night Movies. So the the main hub is Zap Night where we do the video game stuff, but we have kind of this new extra side podcast for the movie stuff that we just started. Oh, see, I'm all about that. Why didn't you tell me about that? Because it just happened. Yeah. We just put it out like last week. God, you guys <laughs> could have a whole Zap Night Empire. You could have Zap Night Love. You could have Zap Night Magic. Ooh. Uh, you could have Zap <laughs> Night Rock and Roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do like our music too. We we're going to see bands at least once every couple months. If we can't find one, we hunt something down that's nearby. Madison, Wisconsin, guys, they are like a main music hub. We go there a lot. That's amazing. It's not where we live, but it's awesome. Awesome really? up there. Really? I would never think that. <laughs> I learn something all the time. I just learned that Milwaukee is from Molly Roberts. She was telling me um, her and her husband were talking about how it's an art scene. And I was like, it, it is. It yeah. is. And yeah. All I know is Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Isn't that where Laverne and Shirley's from? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, that makes me old, I've realized, too. Because when I said that to her, she's like, yeah, I've never seen Laverne and Shirley. And I was like, oh, oh. I like Laverne and Shirley. I, the, I can't think of any of the lyrics to the theme, to the intro song, but I knew I would know it if I heard it. The talking about cap and bottles or whatever. Yeah, I don't, pronounce it they say like schlemiel schlemiel yeah. something rather something rather <laughs> i didn't want to be the one to say that yeah. but yeah that's all i know too <laughs> we're gonna do it or we're gonna make it something like that <laughs> so what kind of video games are you playing are they magical video games are they violent video games all video games are magical right yes. so i i play my favorite is the Final Fantasy series. It's very, um, uh, it's just a fantasy game. Obviously, it's the title, um, hence is that. It's it's really just a. I, I like getting into these alternate worlds and exploring what they are about and 
what's going on. And I, I think that's probably why I was drawn to magic in the real world, because these characters did that in my video games. So it's like, what is this really, you know? And as you start digging deeper in, it's like, oh, no, this isn't at all, you know, shooting fireballs out of your hands. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But how cool would that be, right? Right. Um, it but, you know, me of exploring the astral plane, but in someone else's mind, kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that where it's it's someone else's imagination that you're exploring. And that's a lot of fun. I feel that way about books and movies. I heard um, J.K. Rowling once say that, you know, she was defending her books because Christians were saying that it was a gateway to magic, basically, or a gateway to witchcraft. And she's like, no, it's not. And I was like, actually, I'm sorry to tell you, I love you, Jay. I love you, Joe, but it really is. <laughs> so, many, yeah. so many people, like, they would fall in love with Charmed or the craft or something, and then they get curious and they want to find out, like, well, what is real magic? Like, how far can we go with this thing? And um, I think a lot of people first fall in love with it through some form of media. Sure. And then they just, you know, evolve it from there, figuring out what it is and finding new communities to talk to. And ah, that's the fun of it. Isn't it? I, Oops, sorry. I'm interrupting No, you. it's fine. Isn't no, it's it, fine. I, we've never talked before, so this is really exciting to me. <laughs> Um, isn't it ironic and interesting too that technology leads people back to nature? It does, but I feel like technology is a magical world in itself. There's there's space for technology within the magic of of us. Because technology is an extension of us. So, you know, enjoy it and use it and put it into, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with bringing your MP3 player into your circle and playing your music as loud as you can or, you know, bringing some of that, you know, strong electrical music into, you know, your meditation. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it, it's a It's a balance. Yeah. You know, not just not just nature, but bring some of that technology into it. I'm an IT guy, so I, I feel that connection a little bit stronger than maybe others do who just repel technology. Yeah, I've heard um, Duncan Trussell, he's so into virtual reality. I have very weird feelings about that. Very <laughs> mixed feelings, and also I'm a little bit scared of where we're going with this, but I do understand that it is an extension of us. <laughs> it's just... It does. It does worry and concern and terrify me on some levels. Um, but I understand. I completely get the appeal of it. Is that something that you're interested in? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And what going to what scares you about the technology is listening to these robots talk to each other. Artificial intelligence talking to each other is terrifying yeah. because it's it's coherent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't want to say anything to um, <laughs> incriminate myself as a prude or anything like that, which I am at heart. But um, <laughs> it like worries me. <laughs> it freaks me out. I do not ever want to be in a self-driving car or on the road with a self-driving car for one thing. Um, I just don't. And it's funny because it's that's probably more trustworthy than a human. Yeah. Um, yep. But there's something about it that feels innately foreign. To Letting me. that control go is tough. 
yeah, that's it. That's it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the sex stuff is interesting, too, because I have mixed feelings about it. It's like, ugh, this could go down such a horrible. Yeah, that's horrible that's avenue. a tough but then topic, you, too. But then you also think about people who have lost function of their of their body or who are disabled in some way or, and, or who have never been able to have a sexual experience with another person before. And I start going, oh, yeah, but then there's that. And it, it's very <laughs> it's a very slippery slope. There is light and dark and everything. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, on the flip side of all this, I would be perfectly fine with the electricity just dying and living in like this new world of no electricity and you got to live off the land again and reteach yourself how to, you know, be a hunter and, you know, a farmer on your own. That would be, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by that. (laughs) Yeah. Like the rewilding. I honestly think if we did that, we would rebuild our society like in the blink of an eye. I don't think it yeah, would take probably. It. Even, even if we wiped our memories, like and we had to like be out there. I just think um, it's in us now, and I feel like we would sense it. And obviously, we got here somehow, some way. So it seems to be an innate part of our evolution. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be very difficult <laughs> to just cut it out. Yeah, and we'd all have to agree to do it at the exact same time. Everybody, <laughs> and unplug. Right, yep. Interesting. Yeah, well, maybe we should bring this back around to your home. Do you still have a video game home? Or a, a video at, game room? I do. I have <laughs> it's quite... It's huge. Yeah, uh, we Wait have a, a... You have a video game room and a magic room? Yeah, the magic room isn't quite as big as my video game room, unfortunately. <laughs> Now we see what your priorities are, Danny. <laughs> mm, possibly. No, it's it, the video game room is um, more of my basement area mm-hmm. um, where the spiritual room is more like a central hub for that. Also, the spiritual stuff seems to take up less space in my video games. So that's part of it, too. Yeah. So, Lori, how did you feel about the games in the beginning? Uh, I grew up playing games, too. I wasn't quite as into it as Danny, but I've grown to love it more and more. Do you have a favorite? Um, I do have a favorite. Uh, I'd say my favorite is probably Banjo-Kazooie. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's It's an older game about a bear and a bird that go on this adventure together. Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah, Banjo is the bear and Kazooie is his partner bird. Yep. Oh, that sounds really cute. What do they do? Uh, They're fighting this evil witch, of course. (laughs) And their goal is... Why does the witch always have to be evil? I I don't know. Because it's fun that way, I guess. It's it's part of pop culture, so I just accept Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they go around and collect puzzle pieces to... I don't know, save the their little spot of land or something. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Is that what they're, <laughs> yeah. doing? Is that what they're doing, Lori? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you think so. You're like playing this game, but you don't really know what they're doing. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's old. <laughs> you'd, you'd understand if you played the game. It's it's more of a collecting a collecting game. You're yeah, collecting you, puzzle pieces. Puzzle you're pieces, collecting, notes. Right. Feathers. The, yeah. o- the only game I ever got into 
briefly. It was a brief flirtation. It was a computer game called Riven. And um, I think I'm saying it right. It's been many, many years. But it was very slow, and you didn't know what you were doing. But I loved it because it was magical. It was in a forest, and there were, like, or it was out in nature. So there's nature sounds and stuff. And you just sort of, like, wandered around, like, what am I doing here? And then maybe something would catch your eye, like a little spark, and you'd go over and, like, feel around. And then you would find something, and it would, like, open up passage to go somewhere else and I still don't know what the point was but I did like <laughs> I did like being in that world oh yeah yeah okay I as you're talking about it I'm looking it up and yeah I know what you mean I've played a couple games similar to this it's like um uh it's like mist where almost like you're stuck in a room and you got to do the puzzles to unlock a new area or to move on it's a big big open world puzzle game type thing Wow, that sounds neat, too. You guys might be changing my mind. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> when I think video games, I think, like, shooting hookers in the face and robbing, no, robbing the, a <laughs> bank and beating the crap out of somebody. It can be that way, but it There's it a video game for everybody out there. Yeah, there really is. Well, that stuff, again, let me, let me bring out my inner prude. That stuff scares, <laughs> scares the crap out of me for, like, especially the little boys that are growing up because I believe in... Well, th- well, the law of diminishing returns, the payoff, you start to need something bigger and bigger and bigger and, and more extreme to get the same hit of excitement that you used to get. And it really starts to desensitize you to shooting hookers in the face and just all of that, you know, and I just think like, oh, like, yeah, potentially. But those same kids would also have to walk outside first to be able to have that happen. So, uh. We'll we'll see if that happens. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, just you saying that, I'm like, but should we let them? Because it just it just freaks me out. Like, are you playing this ten hours a day? And like, I don't know. Yeah, I I'll be the um, I'll be the big bummer downer here, and I don't I don't mind because that does freak me out. Yeah, video games can have a dark side, and I definitely see that, especially with some of the younger kids going into it. But it's it's the parents' job to reinforce that understanding that this is a fantasy video game, that this isn't brought into the real world in any, in any situation, that the people who do that are bad people. And, you know, yeah, it's, that's the parents' job. <laughs> mm-hmm. What, who's listening to your podcast? Like, what, are they men? Are they women? Like, how old are they? Do you know? Do you have any demographics on who's listening? Not really. I, I don't really pay attention to who is really listening. I think our listener base is like 20 people tops. Well, I really it's just, new. Can we just say it's new? Like, I, you just I'm doing it doing for me. Them, right? Well, it's about a year old, so I've had it for a little while, but I, I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it because I have this room full of video games and they're just otherwise sitting here. So I wanted to build a podcast to force me to play some of these games that otherwise are just going to sit on my shelf. So that was the basis on it. I predict many, 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 many more listeners are about to come because... I feel if you do something for yourself because you genuinely love it, because the internet is so saturated, it, it can take a second for people to get the hang of, you know, like, oh, there's yeah. this person over here. But once once they do, like, first of all, like attracts like. So they mm-hmm. will they will come eventually and then and and you're also great, just talking to you right now, like you have a real podcast presence, you know. 
Um, but also, word of mouth. I have a face for radio. <laughs> oh, you do not. You have, you have a cute face. What are you saying about me, Danny? Are you saying I have a face for radio? No. <laughs> um, yeah, but then I think anything that you genuinely do because you love it, there's something so attractive about that. Yeah, absolutely. And but again, it, it goes back to the the podcast isn't for. I'm not trying to be famous or be a you know stay at home podcaster. I just I just enjoy what I'm doing, and I have the technology and the knowledge to be able to build it and put it together fairly cheaply. So why not? That again, I, that, I enjoy creating. That brings me around to, again, repeating why I wanted to have you guys on. Because for me, it was just a friend thing. It was just like, ooh, I just really like these people as a couple. And I feel like I want to share that with the world. <laughs> and um, But it's because you guys just have so much fun in your life. You're just enjoying life. And so many people have forgotten how to do that, especially in their relationships, especially in their own homes. And... It's fascinating to me how kind people can be to their friends and their coworkers and then their absolute dicks to their spouse. Yeah, <laughs> I like, don't understand that either. You just t- I think people start to take it's how you treat yourself. It's you tr- you know what I mean and it, all that yeah. ugliness comes out on someone you're close to that you feel safe with. Um so I I guess I do understand it, but it's it's nice to like throw role models out there and be like, but look, they like each other. <laughs> What's really sad is when we spend a lot of time together and we're telling, you know, coworkers or friends about all the stuff that we're out doing and they'll say, you mean you spent all that time to, like when we went on the train, you spent all that time together on a train. It was two, two days on two a train days. together. How can you stand each other that long? I'm like, Oh, right. There's people out there who don't actually like their spouses. That's, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's no fun. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, magic, magic. When did that come into all of this? So my family, I'm going to give you a little history here on me. My family is very devoted in Christianity, which is beautiful for them. Um, I started falling out of what I started questioning what, what, who God was and if he exists and is everything that I've grown up learning, you know, how, how true is that to me? And I didn't come out the other side of that you know, as a Christian, I came out as an explorer. And as I explored more and more, I I started to find other people in other communities who believed in something that was a little more tangible, a little more physical. Really, I, I am all about life and love and people. And, you know, it's in consciousness. It's that's, that's what I, that's my deity to me is is the 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 life of the world, not so much the you know the deities themselves that humans may or may not have created themselves but um so as growing up as christian i when me and Lori first met i as a good Christian would, I taught her everything I knew and tried to get her into it. I didn't come from a very religious background, so. 
Okay. Yeah. So he was he was preaching the word of the Lord to you? Yes. Ah. Yeah. So then as that went on and as I started realizing, well, maybe maybe I don't believe this so much, I started talking to her about it and she's like, you know, the the nature ideas really it it resided with you, yes, didn't it? Yes, absolutely. So then we started just working on that together. So this is exciting. We have Lori leading the way on something. You're so... <laughs> uh, we haven't gotten to hear from you very much. So when did it start for you? Uh, just when Danny brought it up. I mean, I've always loved nature. But, I mean, when he started really investigating things and bringing things to my attention, it was like, yeah, yeah, I really, I really can associate with this. So you two connected together this way. With, yeah. with magic, with nature. Like, this is a decision you made together just for, through conversation. Yeah, it really was. I think there was a day we were laying in bed falling asleep, and I, I just kind of mentioned to you, I'm like, hey, I don't know if I'm Christian anymore. And that was the first that she had heard of it. Obviously, my whole family is heavily devoted. And um, I don't know, did it surprise you? No. No? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious. I never asked you that before. No. Mm. Um, we're... I don't know. I I am so happy. Um, my family, not so much. Uh, we tend to have, yeah, bumping heads, uh, mainly on Facebook. I don't I don't know if they're quite brave enough to talk to me face to face about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I it hurts because I understand where my family is coming from when they tell me that you know. I'm dealing, you know, with the devil and it's is this is evil stuff that we're doing and it's it's so difficult because I know they're coming from a good place. Yes. But I just I believe in what I'm I I I'm strongly believing in what I am developing and what I'm learning and investigating in and I I I don't know if I can go back at this point. Yes, yes, I totally relate. I again for the millionth time here, come from mm -hmm. a very devout Christian family, missionaries. And I have had so many conversa conversations in the shower, like alone, but to them. And yes, I know I do the try, same thing. Trying to explain, because I understand why they're afraid. They don't want me to go to hell, you know? Right. And maybe they're worried that, my, that I'm negatively influencing my son, although that's never been expressed. I have no idea. But, right. um, I understand when you're in it, when you're from it, you understand why they are afraid. So I try to be respectful of that. And, um, but at the same time, wouldn't it be so nice to be understood? Yeah, I know. And I can't, I can't, I can't ever see them fully understanding because they aren't going to see the way that I see, no matter what way you try to explain it, it's, it's all Satan's doing and they're, they're focusing on that. And I just, I, it's easier to just keep my mouth shut than it is to make any sense out of it to them. So, yes. 
That's why. Better, that's better why to stay I, quiet. That's why I'm up to like shower conversation fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like there is never one where I'm like, and this is what I'm gonna say because it's always like, God, that sounds good in my head. But when I think about how they will experience it, yeah, and the way the way I think about it is the the harder you fight, the more devil is in you. So why? It's it's easier to just be quiet and let it roll off your shoulder and smile and be part of the family as best you can. But if they don't accept that about you, that's their problem yeah. as I as like, much as it can be. I like to think when it's all said and done, when we're all no longer a part of this earthly plane, they will understand. That's how I like to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their minds would put at ease. Um what was I have a question too that I really wanted to ask you guys. What is your first, if you remember, it might be a ways back, um, magical ritual or ceremony or anything like that that you did together? And how did it feel? Did you feel awkward? Were you giggling? Were you like super into it? Like what was that like? Um, it was Maybon. It was a Maybon celebration. And we had just finished doing a video, a music video, for a band that was having a contest. And we put together this big music video, and part of the music video ended in a cemetery. So we went out to that cemetery during Maybon after researching the history on what Maybon was and when it was. And we, we thought we had everything nailed down. So we went out to the cemetery to um, just pay our respects to the people who to the to the grave plots that were in that video left a couple apples there we drank some i don't know sparkling cider or something and uh i don't know just enjoyed a peaceful day out it wasn't so much a ritual or you know a, a lot of what we do isn't a ritual it's more of just a you know showing respect towards the cycles Yep. And yeah, I think this this coming up Maybon will be our fourth. Fourth? I don't know. I think so. Your fourth your fourth Maybon? <laughs> our for, our fourth Maybon since the very first one that we celebrated together, yeah. I think so. Well, not everybody listening to this is going to know what that is, so let's just tell them. That's Autumn Equinox. <laughs> that's Autumn Equinox. It that, is, yeah. That, that's why I made the psycho-spiritual wheel of the year, like, non-denominational, because I think following the seasons of the year is so, like, instructive for life, and and it can be so deep, and I wanted everybody to kind of be able to tap into that, so that's why it's, like, spring transition or, you know, like, Autumn <laughs> Equinox, because this is something that everybody can understand but yes. yeah absolutely yes yep you're right it's the the autumn equinox and it's i don't know there's there's something a little more for me for us it's a little more powerful that time of year the fall the fall leaves are starting to change and come in and the breeze is getting cooler and oh it just feels so witchy and awesome yes that, i was gonna say witchy every witchy person i think just loves that turn i love it so much it's my favorite my son loves it we're already counting down <laughs> <laughs> but it's selfish too because our birthdays are right after and then it like kicks off you know this awesome holidays season then you get halloween or Samhain and then, right you know, yep. like, and then thanksgiving and yule and all that's right around the corner so in addition to all the cool witchy stuff it's just it's just a gorgeous time a busy time of the year right there yeah i know so beautiful 
Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and doing this. I always ask people what um, their tip is for creating the kick-ass life of their dreams, but I want to make it a little bit different for you, and either or both of you can answer. Uh, and you can give different answers if you want. What is your kick-ass tip, one kick-ass tip for creating the romantic partnership of your dreams, whether you're married or not? Um, I feel like don't, don't go by just what books say. Find your own way of doing things that you don't, you don't have to go by the book, go out there and experience it for yourself and do what feels meaningful to you. Because, you know, we did a hand fasting and we looked up all these different hand fasting rituals and it's like nothing really resided with us. Go out there and find your own thing. Find what resides in you spiritually and you'll have more success that way. That's oh, how I feel. Well, let's tell people what a hand fasting is, too, because that's, that's, <laughs> that's like Maybon, because not everybody listens to this. Sure, yeah. Pagan, a lot of just new agey or spiritual seekers listen. So what is a hand fasting? Um, hand fasting is, uh, in my opinion, I could be a little bit off, but it's, it's like a pagan wedding. So we, you know, it's, it's about merging your hands together. You're the, the tradition is to tie your hands together and stay that way overnight. And then, you know, you're wed or whatever. There's, there's this huge ritual behind it. Um, but really it's, it's just a pagan wedding. So we originally had a a regular wedding, a Christian wedding. And this recent, um, August, April April was uh, a very special date for us. So we went out to Washington, hung out on the beach, made our own little makeshift circle out of stones that we found in a river and just kind of did our own thing. I remember the pictures from that. Yes. It was a lot of fun. That's really sweet. Lori, do you have a separate tip for creating the romantic relationship of your dreams? Um, I think just accepting a person for who they are and, you know, loving, loving somebody just for who they are and not trying to make them something else. Yeah. Don't fall in love with someone's potential, people. If, If you need to be like, oh, but they have so much potential, fall in love with what's right in front of you. Yeah. It's harder to change people. It's a lot easier to accept them. Yeah, yeah. And if you're trying to change someone, that probably means there's something within you that needs to change. (laughs) Yeah. Focus on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Let's tell people one more time um, your website URL so they can go look you guys up. It's zapnight.com. It's one word. Night spelt as N-I-G-H-T, the night sky. So, yeah, everything's there. Website, uh, podcast info, uh, YouTube. Nice. I will look everything. forward to Zap Night Magic. <laughs> I'm ready for we'll, that one. We'll let you know as soon as it's up. Okay. All right. Goodbye, you guys. Much love, everybody. Peace. Thank you so much. Bye.